to Drinks at the Doll, Episode 11, San Diego Comic-Con and Listener Feedback. Listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast waystation for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, my name is Stephanie, and today we're going to talk a little bit about San Diego Comic Con 2013. Now, those of you who don't know, San Diego Comic Con, also known as SDCC for short, it is a huge multi genre convention. It is the biggest comic convention in the United States, and Lost Girl has been in attendance for three years now. This was the third year. Ksenia Solo, Chris Holden-Reed, and Zoe Palmer, as well as executive producers Emily Andrus and Jay Firestone, went to SDCC this year. The cast members signed autographs, and then everybody, including the producers, was part of a Q&A panel, which sounded pretty amazing from the tweets I was seeing pop up on Twitter during the panel. I know Chris and Zoe were pretty entertaining by themselves in their panel at Comic Palooza this year, so I can only imagine the fun that Ksenia and Emily Andrus added to the mix. I know they have, they both have really good senses of humor. And surprisingly, a video of the entire panel hasn't showed up on YouTube yet, but there are a few clips that have been posted. And I made a playlist of those clips from the panel, as well as interviews that the cast and crew did while they were doing press at SDCC. There is a link to the playlist in the show notes for this episode at drinksatthedoll.com. It will be in the show notes for episode 11. I also rounded up a collection, a small collection, of links to galleries of photos from SDCC. One of them is from Lost Girls' official Facebook page. They put together a photo album of pictures taken of mainly the cast, but also the crew, posted on Twitter during the con. Most of those were actually taken by Ksenia Solo. She posted some really great photos on her Twitter feed while she was there, especially when Ksenia, Chris, and Zoe were trying to leave Comic-Con. They had some issues actually getting on a plane. They had a flight that was delayed, and then they were on a flight that sat on a tarmac for a really long time, so... There were some there were some really good pictures posted. The other galleries that I have links to are pictures posted on Flickr that were taken by attendees. If you know of any other YouTube videos that we should add to our playlist or links to any photo galleries that we should post, please let us know. You can email those links to us at feedback at drinksatthedoll.com, and I'll mention some other ways that you can contact us at the end of the episode. I'm sorry we don't have a con report for you like we did for Comic Palooza, but neither Annie nor I were able to attend SDCC. But I'm planning to attend Dragon Con 2013, which is over Labor Day weekend. Zoe Palmer, Chris Holden Reed, Casey Collins, and Paul Amos are currently scheduled to be there. And then Annie is planning to attend Fan Expo, which is the weekend before Labor Day. There hasn't been an announcement yet that the Lost Girl cast will be there, but at least some of the cast has been there for the past three years. So I'd be very surprised if nobody attended, but we'll see. Hopefully there will be an announcement soon. So we are planning to do con reports for both Dragon Con and then for Fan Expo if the cast is in attendance. So last episode was about Lauren, and we received some interesting feedback from Brash Sculptor that I thought I would share. She says, if you are a fan of Joseph Campbell or Christopher Vogler, you will note that the opening and end scenes of a story are the bookmarks for the character. 
these two scenes demonstrate where the character is at at the beginning of the story, and finally where they end up, how they have changed because of the events of the story. At the beginning of Season 3, Lorne was in Hecuba Prison to find out what happened to her mentor. It turns out that the warden had been experimenting on her prisoners. Lorne believed Dr. Everett would never willingly be part of such a scheme, and wondered why, instead of staying to get more evidence for the ash, Dr. Everett didn't get out while she could. The answer, of course, is because Dr. Everett was devoted to the health and safety for those she was responsible for. In the finale, Lorne is in exactly the same situation. She gets involved with Taft's company, but then discovers the unethical science in his lab. She figures out Taft is experimenting on his prisoners. The discovery gets Lauren imprisoned in a cell. She knows the danger to herself if she stays and participates, but she does it anyway to protect the people and Faye she feels responsible for. So thanks for sending in that feedback, Brash. I hadn't really thought to make that comparison before, but you're right. There's a lot of similarities between what we learned happened to Dr. Everett at the beginning of the season and then what happens to Lauren by the end of season three. Hopefully, probably, Lauren will not suffer the same fate as Dr. Everett did in season four, but we, of course, will see. Also, thank you to everybody who voted in the poll I included in the show notes for that Lauren episode. The question was, what was the most surprising reveal about Lauren in season three? She signs her text messages, love, spelled L-U-V, Lauren, or she wears flowery underwear. And as of this recording, signing her texts, love, Lauren has a small lead, but it's pretty evenly split between the two options. And just out of curiosity, Why do people find the flowery underwear so surprising? Because personally, I didn't really think twice about it. But then later I I heard from other people, oh, I can't believe Lauren wears flowery underwear. I never would have thought that about her, her. But, you know, she wears dresses and jewelry sometimes. So she definitely has a softer side. She isn't always in her button-down shirts and and lab coat. So is it because she's so practical and kind of reserved? Is that why it's surprising to people? Let me know. I'm I'm curious as to as to why some people found that surprising. Also, thank you for voting in our silly couple names poll. I was very happy. I am very happy to see that for the Bo Lauren pairing, Docubus beats out Bolo by a landslide at something like 85% to 15% at the moment. Now the poll for the Bo Tamsin pairing is a lot closer. It, As of this recording, 38% prefer Valcubus, 38% prefer Tambo, and 24% prefer Copubus. So I guess there's not one right name for Bo and Tamsin. I can just pick one, I guess, to call them. And in which case, I pick Tambo, because it rhymes with Rambo, and it's easier to say. For the Tamsin and Lauren pairing, 55% of people said that they were happy to stick with Cop Doc, but 40% said that they would give Dockery a try, which, thank you, I, I think Dockery is cute. Now, in the next episode, we will continue with the series we've been doing on the main characters of Lost Girl with a discussion about Trick and the many questions we have about him. We are still looking for contributors to talk about Dyson, Hale, and Vex in the Morgan. I'll include information about how you can become a contributor in the show notes for this episode. And even if you're not interested in being a contributor, we would love to hear your feedback. What topics would you like for us to cover in future episodes? What have you liked? What have you not liked as much? Where would you like to see us go? You can leave a comment in the show notes for this episode, episode 11, which are available at drinksatthedoll.com. You can send us a voice message through your computer or mobile device by clicking on the send a voice message link at the end of the show notes. You can also email us at feedback at drinksatthedoll.com 
or call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Thank you for joining us for Drinks at the Doll. I'm Stephanie, and thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.